When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to a rather interesting Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. Now I say interesting... Because I'll be honest with you, we sort of know each other pretty well now. I'll be honest with you. Come closer, come closer. There is no actual script for today's podcast because I'm recording this days in advance. And I've been given a piece of paper with just all the shows that the podcast will, of course, take bits from. So I'm just doing generic links. I'm being honest. Otherwise, you'd see straight through it. So we begin with, um, what shall I start with? Oh, yeah, this funny thing happened on The Breakfast Show with Georgie Bingham and Tony Cascarino, which some people think might not be funny at all. You decide. I don't like England in a a three, and I think you could argue that some of the international centre-halves want to get on the ball and play too much. And playing in a three, I think long-term, England will qualify whether they played in a four or three. Three is really tough. I think you can play a three if you've got really loads of pace in positions. But if you're going with centre-halves, if they get turned, because one thing that three does, if especially if you play it in the attack-minded way, is that your full-backs have to be wing-backs and push on and leave space in wide areas. Now, you've got to say, can our centre-halves defend as they should do? I don't think Harry Maguire would fit into a three. I think he needs to be in a two and keep quite high. Pace is pivotal to have a three. And I, I just don't see England having the personnel to do that three either. You've got to have pace in that three. If you had a Des Walker and you had a, you know, we're looking at the boy Gomez, I, I can see it, but you've got to have two or three of them that are blisteringly quick that can get to them channels first because you'll get exposed. On now to the warm-up with Max Thingamajiggy and Barry Glendenning, or as I like to call it, the Barry Glendenning show with whoever. Anyway, this thing happened on their show. Oh, <laughs> was this funny? Again, you decide. Uh, fancy a game, Baz? Um, not really, but oh, I suppose okay. I'm contractually obliged. Yeah, Absolutely, that's what the fans have come to see. Let's play. Phil G. Eddie McGoldrick. Darren Barnard. Chris Bart Williams. Gary O'Reilly. Jeremy Goss. John Pemberton. John Chidozzi. Andy Thorne. Andy Linigan, Richard Shaw Eric Young Ian Butterworth Ian Crook Lars Bohinen Lucy Patalainen 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Barry. Oh, no. Oh, Barry. Oh, what you can't yask a line and a pat a line at this level and get away with it. Ian Cobhouse. Uh, I got mixed up with my mixus. <laughs> you did. You mixed, up, you mixed up your mixus and you should be ashamed. Uh, sound the Paddy the Villa fan klaxon. <laughs> oh, dear. How could you... How could you? How can you mix up your mixus? Oh, Seriously, it's a real mix. I mean, it, 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 it is an international break, I guess, isn't it? Oh well, there we are. Another Deary victory me. for me. Back now to the Sunday Sports Breakfast Show with Georgie Bingham and Tony Cascarino. Now I'm doing this for two reasons. One, there must have been at least two things that are worth going back for on this show, and two, I'm making the producer work for his money to find something that's worth putting on this podcast. So have a listen again. Georgie and Tony. It's about James Madison and his night out. He went out and he had a night out. Obviously, he'd been sent home by the England medical staff, not yeah. by James pulling out, no, no. by the England medical staff who said he wasn't in the right condition. Can I just let everyone know here that um, Grosvenor Casinos have a million tellies and you can actually oh, yeah. sit down and watch a game playing poker. I, I do get frustrated of how everyone jumps on the bandwagon. I've t- spoke to many ex-pros about this. Of, you know, They might be in a restaurant with their wife and they order a glass of wine and someone takes a photo and now they're drinking and you know there was a massive line most players don't go off the rails 99% of them are going out might have a social occasion and in the paper they're talking about he's made a miraculous recovery from his sickbed no he wasn't fit to play football he might have been okay and getting around and feeling you know in himself being able to lead a normal life but not to play football so they've sent him home isn't him pulling out and I just find it really frustrating where footballers lives are being called into question he's he's 22 his career's hanging in the balance for England because he went to a casino I find it really frustrating when players get questioned so much he goes home he goes back to Leicester he was spotted in a Leicester casino so he's close to his home he hasn't gone out on this binge weekend and spent his time at nightclub and then into a casino. This lad's gone back home. We've gone way too far on what people do in their private life. He didn't play for England. He was sent home by the England England staff. He went back home. He went to his local uh, casino and he wasn't playing playing big, vast fortunes. Why? Because I know the colour of the chips. Okay, so I know they're not big (laughs) chips. On now to the Sunday exclusive with Mark Shouty Saggers. Don't say that. Sorry, Sagas, he's sat behind me. This is some stuff that happened on his show. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad this is on the podcast. You're way too old to have uh, played against Glenn Murray. Mm. Danny, I I don't want to say you were way too... Do you know what? Unless I... I don't know if I did. I'm I'm, I'm 42 now. Glenn's 36, 37. I'm sorry, Glenn, if we're doing you a disservice. He's 36. 36. I mean, I finished a long time ago. He he might have been at (laughs) Palace... Maybe. I don't um, know. In the but I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll tell us if he scored against me. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, Every chance. Glenn, welcome to uh, Sunday Exclusive. Good to have you here on Talk Sport. Hello, Glenn. Hey, how are you? Yeah, we're very well indeed. Uh, you've got a real passion for American football, first of all, yeah? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. I spent a few years out there when I was a younger man. Uh, that's where I first started playing and uh, picked up a bit of NFL out there. What about the brutality, though, when you're part of the defensive team? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty comfy up there in my seat rather than down there on the field. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never I've, watched it. Li- I've never been oh. to a game to watch it live. I've only watched it on Honestly, TV. Right. But is, is, it there, is there much difference, you know, when you're there, Glenn? It looks like it sounds like something's happened yeah, there. Yeah, there is. Um, 
I mean, some of these guys are absolutely huge and I don't think you appreciate the size of them until you're down here and close to them. Um, I mean, I, 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 I spent time in the States and we used to sort of, obviously Sunday night football is the big thing over there, whether it's college or, uh, or NFL. And you'd, you'd be in the treatment room on a Monday morning in, in, the, in the surgeries and you'd be seeing guys get wheeled in time after time after time. You're talking 18 stone lads, Ray, that are fit, ripped, mm. with helmets on, pads on, running into your knees it's like you've got no chance yeah, and I think I think the other thing is that there's no giving the turf either is there no. I mean, it's, it's pretty solid well it's a bit of give and take in the Premier League but uh, things going well at Brighton yeah yeah really well uh, obviously new manager this season and uh, what's it like working I mean somebody like yourself you know you've got all the experience in the world now you've proved yourself at this highest level as a, a brilliant goal scorer what was it like when a new man like Graham came in do you know what it's been really refreshing um, I'm still learning even at my age now I'm still learning bits about the game and I, I think that keeps you interested and, and mentally sort of switched on and it, it's I think it's really good to see how the group have taken to the gaffer and, uh, and I think it's plain for all to see how well we're doing under him well a lad I'm very interested in obviously plays for the Republic of Ireland young Connolly made his debut last week scored a couple of goals what have you made of him? yeah do you know what Aaron he's been on the cusp for quite a while now he's, he, he took to the under 23 league um, like a duck to water he's been fantastic in that he scored goals, goals after goals and now he's got his opportunity in the first team and I mean as, as everyone saw last weekend he took it and um, he, he, he got some fantastic finishes um, especially his first goal I felt he, he got his first finish away and then his instinct to turn around and, and just took it home I mean they're things that you just can't teach to be honest and then you as a senior player they're senior strikers do you take them under your wing do you give them a bit of, a bit of mentoring just to you know, show them positions and where what, you should be by under the wing do you mean try and kick him in training yeah well you can't do that anymore can you can you still kick in training no 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 yeah I do try and take him under my wing because he's a good guy I, I like him uh, I like him off the field and I also like his attitude on the field and uh, he, he's like I say he's got that thing that he just can't teach and he's just he's just got that na narrow sort of, that narrow eye for goal that's, that's all he wants to do is score goals and it, it's nice to see and there you go Mark Saggers with stuff the final word featured Russ Williams and here's your proof. Very good evening to you. Great to have you with us. Of course, it is Talk Sport, the final word. Chris Ivalumo, Martin Allen and Russ Williams here until 8 o'clock tonight. Simon and Danny back next week. They're on a little international break themselves. Should we hear from the England manager? Just been speaking in Sofia ahead of the Bulgaria game. You can hear it here on Talk Sport. And here is Gareth Southgate talking to our very own Nigel Adderley. Gareth, first of all... Um in the last uh, couple of days after what happened on Friday night so what are your assessments of the performance now? Well n no different to uh, when I spoke after the game really um, we've obviously watched the game back um, and talked through everything with the players but uh, it was a night where we just didn't perform and um, sometimes you get those nights I couldn't say that I foresaw that from the training in the lead up um, so we have to put it behind us very quickly and, and move forward to uh, the game here tomorrow night. People have talked about reality checks and looking to move on. Have you, have you seen it on the training ground the last couple of days? Well, in terms of reality checks, I think I've always known exactly where we stand, where we're strong, where we need to improve. Um, I, I don't think a defeat 
harms a team um, if the reaction is is the right one because I think in life you you need those setbacks um, it makes the good nights more enjoyable but also it it, it sharpens your focus and um, I, I think we've got to make sure that we use it um, to our advantage for tomorrow so um, yeah that's that's how we've viewed the last couple of days and you were very honest after the game as well and you said you take your share of the responsibility do you see yourself as a work in progress as well well I don't know a coach in the world who wouldn't think they're learning all the time you're either learning about the game or you're learning about your players or um, assessing the team so it's a constant um, process that for any coach who's worth their salt I think um, and um, of course as the manager you have to take responsibility I picked the team um, and uh, in the end we didn't get the performance so it, we, we always look at ourselves first There you go, Gareth Southgate with Nigel Adley under a little bit of pressure for the first time in a while as the England manager <coughs> England needing a result in Bulgaria tomorrow night Martin, what, what in your view needs to change for Gareth Southgate in England to have a successful Euros next summer? Not a lot. I think they're on, on good progress. I think there's a, there's bound to be setbacks. You'd expect setbacks along the way. Um, I don't think they play, quite played with the same energy and enthusiasm in the team uh, that we've seen uh, in more recent games. They're in a transitional period of bringing through young players, which all of us, all of us have moaned about all the time. You know, give the youngsters a chance. Give the youngsters a chance. Now we've got it. There's going to be ups and downs. <clears throat> Take them in your stride. I think it's great preparation for the uh, for the Euros. Maybe Chilwell coming in, Loftus Cheek coming in, Hodson Odoi to come in. I think we've got some really good players still, and of course, Tammy Abraham is top goal scorer in the Premier League. Well, mm. Let me see. Do what you do not, you think, Chris? England, if England go and win every every game in this group, what do they learn from that? Because I've done it before and then went and fell short. Time and, and time again. So, yes. it's, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that from these defeats, you learn, you, you, you're watching your weaknesses, you see them. Now, he, he was asked there about, has he seen a reaction from the players? On the, he knows what the players are about. They, they know what the standard that, they, that they've got to reach. Yeah, the energy wasn't there, but they will learn from this. And that's what it's about. It's about having the experience in these moments to win games that you don't deserve, to go to a tournament and go over the line. It's because it's all about just getting getting that win, going into the next the next round, and and not uh, and not being knocked out. Mm. And I just think the the youth, the the age of this this squad, the young players coming through potentially can go all the way. But it's down to Gareth doing his job as a manager and looking to see exactly what best players where they should be partnerships along the way uh, and moving forward in that and that foot in that way i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Now, Martin, you have managed and managed and managed. Yep. What is it like being under pressure in October as a manager? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you told me not to talk about that sort of stuff. <laughs> What's it like being under pressure? Not journalists and uh, people um, constantly saying, are you okay? Yeah. What's happened with the team? Are they going to sack you? Wherever you go, this happens all the time. What's it like? You know, don't sleep very well. You don't sleep. Um, you, you're trying to work out and think of things that you can say and do with your staff and your players to try and get a more positive, better performance. You can go on long journeys from home to the training ground, say at seven o'clock in the morning, maybe just over an hour to get there. And then when you pull into the car park, you might think to yourself, did I just make that journey? Because all you think about mm. is what you're actually going to be doing. Yeah. And that can be... Passed you by. Yes, and it can be a 24-7, non-stop, non-stop. I went to the cinema once for my wife, and we hadn't been winning. And I uh, went to the cinema, and on the way home, she said, uh, did, you, did you like the film? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, what film? <laughs> All I could remember was a big box of popcorn. How much it occupies your mind? I couldn't even couldn't even remember what I watched. No, and I was thinking, what team we're going to play? What Dumb training vision. we need to do? Mm. Do I need to be hard on them? Do I need to be soft on them? Do I need to do more defensive work, more attacking work? And after a while, oh my god, it gets like a fog around your head. And uh, when they actually sack you, it's horrible when they do sack you. But the next couple of days, you actually try and sleep properly, wake up at a normal time, and uh, walk the dog with uh, with the dog's tail wagging and your own tail starting to wag again. I'm Alan Brazil, and this is Talksport Daily. Now, of course, regular listeners to TalkSport will know that I do the Trans Europe Express on a Sunday night between 9pm and midnight, but I was away, or I am away, or I was away. Anyway, I wasn't here. Luke Moore was in the hot seat. It's not really hot, I don't know why people call it that. And this is him talking Trans Europe Express stuff. Let's finish Wales 1, uh, Croatia 1, so uh, a result that doesn't 
do a lot for Wales this chance. They remain six points behind Croatia, where they do have a game in hand on them. They also are uh, four points behind Hungary. They have a game in hand on them and face them in the final match of the group stage. But Slovenia have ten points. Uh, Slovakia, sorry, have ten points. And if Slovakia uh, win their game, uh, they're both their final matches, one of which is against Croatia, then uh, they will knock Wales out. But uh, yeah, to your point about what's happened to Wales in this qualifying group, well, I think Ryan Giggs came into it not knowing his best 11. He hadn't kind of formalised. He'd had a good 18 months. He'd come into it, but he still didn't know. He was still trialling things up front. We've had times where Dan James, uh, Gareth Bale uh, have played at number nine. Harry Wilson's even played at number nine as he's looked to fit in all these very small, quick centre forward, uh, kind of winger forwards, rather than having a traditional number nine. The last two matches against Slovakia, he's gone with big Keith Moore, which was a, a kind of a really left-field approach from uh, that we weren't expecting, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but yeah, it, and he's found a little bit of form in these last two matches, despite them being draws. So. There is hope, but I think uh, a lot of questions have come on Ryan Giggs and exactly what he did in that first kind of 18 months of his tenure, which led him into this campaign, to not be ready for it. But uh, the only other caveat I will give to that is that he hasn't had Aaron Ramsey for a single minute of qualifying, and that's been absolutely huge for Wales. Lawrence, very, very quickly, will, do you think Giggs, do you expect Giggs to stay on the job? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think he'll be going anywhere at the end of the campaign, or certainly the FAW, I don't imagine, will be looking to replace him. Uh, when he came in, it was a four-year contract, and uh, a lot of people said, you know, very much said from the FAW side of things and from the gig side of things, you know, this is a four-year contract, this is a four-year deal, I'm looking at the World Cup in 2022. But what he did was then he, rather than going with evolution from that side, from Chris Coleman, which was so experienced, he really ripped it apart, threw in the youngsters, uh, and went for a revolution instead. And uh, and really, he's kind of, he's had to pay the price for that in terms of the team learning on the job as they go, with a young manager learning on the job as well. This week, we are going to be talking about this 1970 World Cup winning side, Brazil. Um, and Tim, you're the best man placed to talk about this, so why don't you do just that? Yeah, well, remember, 66 went... Badly, badly wrong for them. They were they, yeah. were, they were eliminated in the, uh, in the in the group phase. And one of the reasons that uh, they uh, ascribed their, their failure in '66 was the physical preparation guy had a judo background and not a football background. Interesting. Now, you, yeah, and you think what physical preparation was in English football at this time? No, it's a couple of laps around the track and then going and play golf. You know. Yeah. But Brazil are really, really. Th- it's like an affair of state. They're really thinking about it. So a lot of the training techniques. They're prepared to play at altitude, even though they only played one game at altitude, which was the final. A lot of the training techniques they borrowed from NASA, the American Space Agency, so that they had a tactical hmm. lead, they had a lead in physical preparation. How did they even do that? How did that link even come about? Well, through the fact that I think the military government was quite close with the United States. Uh, and they had one or two on, the, on that coaching staff. And Claudio Cortino, who went on to be the coach in 78, um, was, a, was a fluent English speaker, which was, was relatively, relatively rare at the time. Um, and so the, the pieces of the jigsaw kind of fit. And the key game, and it's a game that's, that I don't think in, in, in our country it's given the importance it really deserves. It's their second game. It's against England. Yeah. They beat Czechoslovakia 4-1 in the first game, but they went behind and they really should have conceded a second. They looked a little bit vulnerable. England are the world champions, maybe better in 70 than they've been in 66. And it's set up as... It, the, the, and there is so much on this game because from a Latin American point of view, that England side doesn't get much credit. 
you know, it was all at home and, you know, the Russian linesmen and all the rest of it, mm. you know. And, and Brazil, are Brazil really back? It's a huge game, that one. And, and uh, I've watched it many times. I think it's, it's, a, it's a magnificent game. And England could have won it. It's a, it's a great performance from, from, from an England side. Mm. Magnificent performance of, of, of retaining the ball uh, and really caused Brazil problems and, and, and should have scored. But at the other end, Gordon Banks just has a... a it's not just that save from Pelé. Everything he does in the game, the decisions to tip it over, when to catch, everything is brilliant. But England are beaten 1-0. Uh, a, f- a fantastic goal, although Tosh Down, who who set it up at, right at the start, he did tell me a few years ago that he should have been penalised for a foul on Bobby Moore. Uh, but it, <laughs> he sets up the goal, Brazil win 1-0, and so many of the, the Brazil team have told me that's when we won the World Cup, when we really? beat England. Because yeah. when you said the key game, I, was, I really thought you were going to talk about the semi-final against Uruguay because of what happened in 1950. Yeah, and uh, Zagallo, the coach, was just fed up with all of that. He, right. he, he kicked a journo out of the training camp when a journo kept on going on about 1950. Uruguay took the lead, a dreadful mistake from the, the Brazilian goalkeeper, who really wasn't very good at all. Um, Brazil equalised on the stroke of half-time, and, and Zagallo spent the half-time interval saying words that I can't possibly repeat, no. that Uruguay were, were absolute rubbish. How dare you come in having drawn with that team? And uh, Brazil um, win it in the second half. The final against Italy and this is where the physical preparation came in uh, and this guy, these matches are played midday in the fierce Mexican heat mm. Rivellino told me uh, it was, it was uh, the kind of left side midfielder that he didn't once in the whole tournament go across to the side to drink water really that's how physically well prepared they were and in the first half Italy I think Italy just shaded it in terms of shots but there's no way Italy are going to last the second half. Mm. Uh, and, and Brazil know this, bide their time, pull the strings. Gerson in midfield is a, is a, a, a superb passer of the ball o- over range. Um, Jarzinho on the right wing is like a force of nature. Mm. Pelé, it's not the best Pelé. Pelé was much better. He, he's bulkier. He's bulked up. But he knows it all. He's, 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 uh, some of his passes, not kind of not looking, um, are, are magnificent. Toshnow is clever as a centre forward. Not particularly quick. Doesn't, get, doesn't offer that much of a threat to the goal. But he combines very well. Um, so everything's coming together. And they just blow Italy apart in the second half. Would that Brazilian side have won in Europe? I'm not convinced. I really? think that I think their defence would would have more questions asked of them. Um, but they they were a fantastic side who won every won every game and and made so many of us fall in love with football. I mean, wh- yeah. why did Glenn Hoddle go on to become such a great player? Because mm. that set the bar for him. He mm. was training, thinking that's what I've got to reach. That's it for another podcasty thing. And bearing in mind we had no script, I think you'll agree it's one of the okay ones we've done. Anyway, there will be normal service being resumed on the next podcast. It won't be me, it will be Adam Catchell, because I'm away for a couple of days, doing the English Open for Eurosport. There's a little plug there, I hope that stays in. If that does stay in, let me know. And if it doesn't, you won't be able to let me know because you won't be hearing these things I'm saying now. So let's hope it stays in. I'm looking at one more Billy, the producer. Billy, will it stay in? Yes. He says yes. Fingers crossed. Thanks so much for taking the time to download, as always. Have a great one. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. 
The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.